So what's going on, Sound Session listeners? This is your host, Michael Heideman, sitting in the smallest cube of an office at the moment, and I thought I could try something new today. I'm creating a concept where I'm going to bring musicians in from all over the world to play here at WGN Radio in Chicago in my podcast booth. Now, keep in mind, this is a studio that runs the length of about seven feet by five feet. It's very, very, very small. I'm enclosed by a cloth interior sound booth, so it also gets very, very hot. I'm thinking of a few different names for the segment. Right now, the front runners are Uncomfortable Talk, Uncomfortable Room, which is what I'm feeling right now, or Small Room, Small Talk, or Small Chats, Small Room, (laughs) or the name that I was given by my next interviewee, Dennis, from the band Wolf and Moon, The Cubed Sessions, because we're sitting in a cube at the moment, but I'm not quite sure. So if you have any ideas, you can email me at soundsessionspod at gmail.com or find me at michaelheideman.com and shoot me an email there with your suggestion. (laughs) I'd love to figure out a name. I think it's an interesting concept and it's also a great concept to, you know, bring out really, really intimate conversations. Maybe I should call it the sauna sessions because it's so hot right now. Maybe that could, that could work. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But on to my next interview with the band Wolf and Moon, this incredible, incredible dreamy-eyed group from Berlin, Germany, who I happened to stumble upon when I was at South by Southwest giving a mentor session. And these two rock star, indie, long-haired, fur jacket musicians come up to me and ask me how to find shows in places that they've never been before. My advice on the music industry. Something about them said this is a band that might go far. This is a band that's not only taking on an adventure, they're embracing the journey of music. And I just love that about Dennis and Stephanie, the two great artists from the band Wolf and Moon. So I invited them down to Chicago, and lo and behold, they came here on their cross-country trip right into the WGN studios and into my small podcasting booth. They're an amazing group, and I'm not just being facetious. Their voices and their harmonies are kind of enchanting, and the vibe they put on just seeing them perform, and you'll hear about this in the podcast, is just extraordinary. The way that they are so into their music, so genuine with their listeners, so creative with their sound. I just, I adore them. Okay, I'm I'm babbling on now, but let's take a quick listen to the hottest thing that's coming out of Berlin right now, the dreamy folk rock adventure-driven journeymen, otherwise known as Wolf and Moon. Welcome in, everybody. This is Michael from Sound Sessions here in Chicago at WGN Radio. And I am so, so elated to be speaking with my friends from South by Southwest who came all the way down here to the city of Chicago, the band Wolf and Moon. Hey, guys, can you introduce yourselves real quick? Hello, I'm Dennis. And I'm Stephanie. And we are Wolf and Moon from Berlin. Yeah, and we make indie dream folk. Oh my gosh. I, I've been listening to your music all day in preparation for the interview. I mean, mm-hmm. since we met, I guess we could start there. Literally, 
in a conference room in Austin, Texas, and somehow made the connection to that you were going to be coming through Chicago on this epic journey, almost Bill and Ted style, where you guys had this <laughs> mission to come to America and figure out a way to get a label, speak to labels, great, create great music, go to shows, and now you're what is it midway through the through the tour? Uh, no, we're we're almost sadly at our end of the tour. Um, so we we kind of we set out to go to South by Southwest. We got we got uh, into the uh, like in there or book there, and uh, and that that turned out really great because we had um, first you get one official showcase and then you kind of want more uh, bookings there. And people say like, yeah, that that is important. Uh, if you play more, more people can see you. And then in the end, we we got like. Uh, quite la- last minute or not last minute but but it was quite late uh, we got a lot of these bookings so we had eight showcases on mm-hmm. South by Southwest which is pretty pretty awesome uh, had a great time and we already knew that we were checking flights like what is the the cheapest way out of the states and it was or not the cheapest but but we were looking like what is a cool road trip to do and mm-hmm. then we saw that Chicago was a good exit uh, strategy but that meant like we we came from um from from um berlin and then we flew into la uh, and that was uh, then from la to austin already a great road trip beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. uh scenery and then from austin up to chicago so we yeah we had a great drive wow <laughs> it seems so long and were you guys focused on going and doing shows on e- in each uh, state that you passed through or what was what was the game plan as far as you know touring and performing in front of people? Um, so South by was definitely the main thing, and we had a couple of shows in Nashville, and uh, the rest was basically like from LA to Austin. We shot some video clips, mm-hmm. some music videos. We had a couple of interviews on the road, and um, yeah, and the, so we basically only played in Houston, Nashville, and Austin. And the rest was more like shooting videos, um, photo shoots, meeting press, and a radio like you. Wow, how cool, how cool. And by the way, we are in the tiniest of rooms right now here in, Very in, cozy. in WGN Studios. Let me see if I can, maybe this will make it a little bit easier for you guys, right? No, I think I think it will it will be like better like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll All just right. lean in. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I'll... That's okay. Make I just don't see you when I talk. I talk like this. And then... <laughs> yeah, Stephanie is on, on a high chair right now and talking into her microphone. Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I, I love the story. I love the just the tenacity of you two. And when we spoke in, in, together in Austin, I knew that there was something different about your band, which which drew me to the story behind you guys and researching you guys uh, today, Wolf and Moon, on online and, and seeing your videos and everything, which, by the way, are just so artistic. They're like artistic little pieces, masterpieces almost. Oh, thank you. Who does those videos, by the way? Uh, well, it depends on which one you saw, but... Uh... Uh, lately, we've been we've been uh, trying out to make videos ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one for the song called "Before," we shot in Australia. Uh, on we were on tour there, and it's basically our strategy is like um, if you have to think of a concept or um, create like a whole studio environment to shoot a video clip, that is very costly, mm-hmm. and we don't we have to operate on small budgets. So we just used nature and our kind of like holiday vibe as a backdrop to shooting videos. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that has been the. We latest. basically just take you on the tour with us. 
Yeah. So we just shoot when we're traveling anyways. That's it's so genuine and that's what comes through in a lot of music today. You need to be genuine and you need to connect with your artists or your fans in a different way. Yep. And I think that you guys do that by by showing showcasing the journey you have to go on and and tying it in with the music that you put on and say, "Hey, we're here. Uh, you know, we're in this part of the country. Uh, what's going on? It's good to, good to hear from you guys and giving people updates." I, I especially like the blog post about Chicago <laughs> yeah. that I read today. Nice. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning then. Yeah. What was the inception of Wolf and Moon? How did you two meet? Um, how did we meet? We met in a bar. I was dancing on no music. And for some reason, I heard music in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no music in the bar. And for some reason, Dennis liked that. And then um, a couple of months later, I said, I'm going to America because I wanted to um, songwrite in L.A. And then he said he's going to join me because he'd never been to America. And um, I said, like, okay, if we go together, we should actually play gigs because it's much cooler to tour than to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I started booking a few shows in New York in Rockwood Music Hall and um, and The Bitter, Bitter End. And then um, we had the shows, but we didn't have any music yet. So we wrote 45 minutes of song material um, that was our first songs, and some of them are still on the record that we just released. <laughs> no, wait a minute. So you booked the shows without any music. Yeah, so I was a solo artist already before, so I did that with my old stuff, and mm-hmm. I said, I'm coming with a new project. Okay, okay. Oh, so you had something built in. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your first project's name? Uh, just your name? I'm, I'm also always a little bit embarrassed about it. I <laughs> don't want people to look it up. Um but yeah, if you if you want to laugh a little bit, um, I was very young, and you know it's the first thing that you do is always a little bit like a bad pancake. That's how I describe it. It was called Stephanie June. Stephanie, that is, that's actually a really nice name. It's delightful. Oh yeah, I mean the name is okay. It's just like <laughs> the music was very young, and um, yeah, it's okay. You know that's part of the journey of becoming, growing into a m- mature artist. Exactly, because you know you look back and you you think, oh my gosh, I was so young. What was I thinking? All, the, all my songs were just yeah, kind of like bubblegummy and and easy to to write and and understand for my listeners. But that's the stepping stones you have to yeah. take as an artist. I mean, do you think the yeah, Beatles exactly. came out of the yeah the, out of the shop? <laughs> they with... started with covers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So then, uh, so Dennis, then what made you want to join in? What was the thing about Stephanie that you said, this is this might be something bigger than than what I what I could even imagine? Yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm born into a family that was traveling a lot, but we somehow never went to. It was too expensive to go to the states, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm a big movie and and lover. So I kind of thought that I knew already a lot about the culture. Um, and wanted to experience that. So when she said, I'm going to the States, I was like, I'm joining you. And it was also uh, New York, San Francisco, L.A. that she had in mind. So it's it, it's pretty awesome, like these cities, to, to visit them. Mm-hmm. And also for us, it was kind of a testing ground for the project. Like, is this music viable? And like, do people like it in, in the States? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if so, then if you come home, you know you you have a great story, and uh, it's it's it was good testing ground, and the crowds. Uh, so we we went to the shows that we had booked, 
but we also did a lot of open mics mm-hmm. and we were just really starting out and the funny thing was also our setup was all set up to be like uh, kind of a backpack band so we had a super small acoustic travel guitar mm-hmm. an iPad with a drum machine and Stephanie had this keyboard that was from Toys R Us it actually mm. it broke down at one point and we bought a new one at Toys R Us here because it was just like the, <laughs> the place where you could yeah, buy it yeah it was the- funny going to the Toys R Us store in New York and buying a keyboard <laughs> for your tool <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, it was also just a really great way to experience a country. Mm -hmm. When you go from one place to the other and you play music, it's a very different way of connecting to the local people Mm -hmm. than if you just visit. Mm -hmm. What a story, too, because you're going to America for the first time. You had been here before? Okay, you had been here before, and you're going with a mission to create music and connect with people that way. Some yeah. people like just like to go to the Benihana or something like that and say, hey, I was there, or I saw the Sears Tower when I was in through Chicago, or, or I saw the Empire State Building, which you're, you, you were hitting a different scene. Yeah. I mean, how great was it? What was the reception of the people? Do, do you have a favorite city that you performed in? Yeah, it, was, it the reception was really good. So the um and it's always like not to to uh trump our own horns mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's it's just like uh how we experience it at least like the these open mics for example. I think because we were the exotic band, you know, like we we came from Europe and <laughs> so there were there's this yeah. room full of Americans who are uh playing there most of them like come there regularly and then we are like who who are those people? Mm-hmm. They look funny and then um, uh, and then and then we played, and I, I think they really, uh, yeah, we had some great reactions to it. So, for example, how how we noticed that was that um, after an open mic, we got booked for the for the next week in LA uh, to do a full show. So that is always a good sign that people really like what you do. He said like, hey, can you come back for a full show? Uh, stuff like that. I think for us, LA was we so so we were in New York and LA and San Francisco. San Francisco was just ruined by tech, we must say. Mm-hmm. It was like the, the artists uh, who were living there were really uh, sad. And like a lot of the people we spoke to were, were near to homeless and just uh, wow. very like the, the, the tech basically drove a lot of musicians and out of there. So we had very high expe- expectation of that city, but it was just kind of gone there the spirit of music and you know, like the hippie style uh, really? uh, vibe. Yeah, we, we didn't find it at least. Uh, New York was was well. That was you a. Tell the story about how it went. Of. When he get, gave you the compliment, great song there, son. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was um, uh, in in L.A. Um, but I I lost his name. So. <laughs> Belafonte, right? Ah, yeah, Harry Belafonte. Thank you. Um, so that was that you, was you met Harry Belafonte. Well, he was he was he in, was in the audience, just yeah. sitting in the audience. I don't know why. He just happens to go to open mics, <laughs> just wow. sits there and likes the, I think it's also a very special venue that we have been to, Yeah, known to be like with a good name probably. What was the venue? Oh my God. I. It was called... Uh, and it was in New know. York, correct? No, this was in LA. In LA, okay. okay. Yeah, it's something with Gushlak or something <laughs> like that. Uh, it's very, very uh, hard name. We can look it up for you. Okay. But um, yeah, so so we, we played our, our song and, um, and it was pretty crowded and they, they filmed this. And, uh, and then he walked up to me and said like, hey, great tune you got there, son. And it was just like this amazing, you know, like uh, guy that, that... And that 
kept happening to us in the States that you meet these amazing people. Uh, so we also met the bass player of uh, James Brown. And like all, like that that is what you a little bit expect of America, that there are this awesome his, history here and these awesome people here. But rarely does uh, it happen that you meet these kind of people at open mics. I mean, there must have been something in the stars that Harry Belafonte, the, yeah. the, according to Google, the king of Calypso, yeah, came yeah, exactly. up to you and <laughs> said, great song. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was, And the funny thing was, like, back then I didn't even know so much about him because mm-hmm. uh, we are maybe a different generation. So I had to look it up, you know, and then you're like starstruck and like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's in, that is that is so incredible. So you're so you're meeting all these people and you're going and playing these open mics. Um, did, what was the what was the inclination or what did you have to say to these people to say to, to kind of separate yourself or was it just you and Stephanie walking into a room and they're like, what are these guys going to bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, we we had funny outfits back then. I had like a gold pants and a, and I a jacket. Yeah, still have gold yeah, pants. Have gold. I still have <laughs> you have them on right now. So I think we don't have to do a lot to to. And I was wearing a hat back then. I think like I don't know. We we just we just looked the part. I think. I think, I think we just looked normal. But mm-hmm. um, for us, normal. And I, I don't think it's. I mean, in Berlin, people look very like much crazier. Really? Yeah. And much more creative. Do you, what do you think of uh, the American audiences? Are we kind of bland? I mean, right now I'm in um, a blue <laughs> sweater and, and jeans. and Yeah, but you're working at the radio, so you should wear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true. I, I'm trying to like show an air of professionalism. If I came in my, with my gold pants, I would get some weird looks, I feel like. <laughs> you would be the artist at the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, too. So what, what's the, what is the difference between playing in Berlin, I guess, and playing in America? I mean, for us, it's it's all about connecting with the audience. So mm-hmm. we we really like uh, playing for an audience um, and 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 connecting with them. So what we love to do is talking with people afterwards. And and there's not that big of a difference. I mean, this tour and especially South by Southwest, um, we notice that the people here are more talkative mm-hmm. during your show. Uh, but it's not that they're not listening. But in in I would say in Germany in general, maybe they're just so shy in Germany. Yeah. They they don't dare to speak during your performance, which <laughs> is actually a nice thing. <laughs> yeah, do you, are they more respectable when? So you're saying when you're playing on stage in Germany, everyone is very silent yeah. and they're just actually listening to the music. Yes, even at open mics. No. Um, we have never done any open mics in Germany, no. so you can't really tell. But I mean, it's a different thing in Germany. When we play shows, people buy tickets to come and see only us. Wow. And we're not at that stage yet in mm-hmm. America. So I guess that's one of the reasons why we have experienced more talkative crowds. Because they just happen to be there and we happen to be there. But it was not like the people bought tickets just to come and see us. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that will change in the near future can as a musician myself i play here in in the city of chicago and i've always i've always dreamed of playing at south by southwest might i add that is the place i think probably that was the most talkative for you guys because everyone's networking and you're just there's you're inundated with so much music at your you could be talking through paul mccartney playing with jesus as a backup (laughs) and (laughs) yeah i think that's true yeah yeah that's also what we noticed like it it wasn't necessarily us you know like if it it happens everywhere and indeed like people are talking and networking and and also the amount of bands i think there were 1800 bands there Mm -hmm. so it's it's um hard to demand uh, that kind of 
kind of uh, silence. <laughs> On the other hand, we we did pull a trick that always works, uh, which is like uh, our last song of our set. Uh, often is is wild, called Wildebeest, and mm-hmm. we do that uh, like we like to play that on the bar. So then we go off stage, we climb on the bar, the nearest one or or a chair or something in the room, and then we play it fully acoustic. So we unplug the guitar, and that always gets everyone to to drop silence. You know, like no one dares to talk through that kind of. Uh, how mean, could you? If you if you talk through artists who plays completely unplugged, mm-hmm. you know, like. You need to be uh, kind of brave to dare to do that. Yeah, you're, you're a different kind of a-hole, I guess you could yeah. say. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> well, it's hard to even ignore someone who's playing on, on top of a bar that you're at. Yeah, exactly. That's great. So th- that is always, like, also, like, about connection. That is something that really strikes people often. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when we do that, we we talk to people afterwards, and that always is their favorite part of, yeah. the, of the set. And and people take out their phones to film it and it's just fun to 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 do that and it's our like little trick so don't use that <laughs> you create a moment that they can yeah, remember yeah exactly that's for me like i don't really see it as a as a trick i see it more as a really nice closure intimate setting something special that they probably haven't seen before mm-hmm. and also we leave all the backing tracks or like drums and sounds behind and we just like we're just there with our voices and the guitar and um yeah i think people really like that it's a beautiful thing you want to that's a great way to connect with your audience what was the first conversation you had that made you want to do that did you leave a show one day and you're like i can't believe that all these people weren't listening we got to do something that's going to shake it up a bit uh yeah good question i i think for me, the birth of that idea was I was watching a set of Patrick Watson on, on TV, mm-hmm. and that was a huge um, um, festival in the Netherlands called Lowlands, and he was playing that. It's a huge tent, basically. And he walks uh, during, in the middle of his set, he, he walks like into the crowd, and he, he does something like without instruments he just sings a cappella a song like i was hiding underneath the sea and then he and and people know that song you know like his fans know that Mm -hmm. and start joining in and and that was just like the 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 impact that had on me was like okay something you know to break this third wall basically that you are watching Mm -hmm. um someone play and to be to have that someone like be in the audience together was for me, I think, just a revelation. Like, okay, that is a that is something cool. And then we we transformed it to a little bit like you know, let's stand on the bar, and that had to do with a song. And and like it it just yeah, it just felt felt right. I think we we just did it one day, and then yeah, I don't even remember, but the first time. Um, I think one day Dennis just said like, we're gonna go on the bar, <laughs> and. <laughs> I had no, like, I mean, yeah, so we just went there mm-hmm. on the bar, and it was just this weird thing that we just did, and then we were like, oh, it's great, let's do it more often. Mm-hmm. 
That's I, I love that. I love that cuz I love going to a show and then finally somebody does something crazy like stand up at a bar or or you know like sit on someone's lap during a song and I'm like god finally. Yeah. Finally you shake it up a little bit from the same old John Denver song that I've been listening to my whole <laughs> life. Yeah. That, that's so cool. What's what's been um have you had any bad reactions to standing on the bar? Have you had anybody get upset? Well, there's some bars that uh, say like, "No, you're not going to stand on my bar." <laughs> <laughs> so we sometimes ask before because okay. we don't. But it's also something funny when we say like, "We're going to stay on the bar," and all the like the audience is like, "Yeah, let's do that," and then the bartender's like, "Nope." <laughs> you know, and then it's a kind of this funny moment. They almost can't say no. Then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we we never from the crowd never like get a bad bad reaction, of course. But yeah, these barkeepers sometimes. Like. <laughs> what are the bars like in Berlin and, and in Germany? Are they are the the same kind of feeling as an American bar? Like you're in one bar, you're in, you're in the mall. Yeah, I think okay. they're quite similar. Yep. Okay. I mean, Berlin has a lot of very crazy special ones mm-hmm. that's definitely worth a visit, but in general, it's the same kind of thing. Okay, okay. I, yeah, and you don't have to show your idea when ID when you get in. Real? Oh, that must be nice. <laughs> they just like we we you know, if you look here, that you're old enough then and I think we can start drinking from 16 on so yeah, there's that's, not this big problem there maybe all of us Americans we would hear about that and be like we should all move to Berlin or Germany <laughs> yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah uh, what's this is, this is kind of an off question what's the most popular beer out in Germany or drink um, I would say Bitburger which no I, the one the red that you always drink the red one funny logo Roadhouse? No, that's not popular. I mean, that that's but yeah, for my that's me and my favorite. friends. Okay, yeah, Roadhouse. It's called. Ro- it's a. It has this really ugly, funny branding uh-huh. with a with a with a kind of. It just doesn't look so cool, but mm-hmm. therefore it's cool. You know, like it's this ironic <laughs> hipster, uh, cool stuff, and it's called Roadhouse. Yeah, it's brewed in the south of Germany, and it's it's really nice. Yeah, but I I really. Uh, like the the microbrewery mm-hmm. system that that has started, like this whole IPA and APA hype that started in the states. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of that actually. Yeah, yeah. I drink almost only IPAs nowadays. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, they uh, they're pretty good. We have a lot of good double IPAs. There's a lot of um, microbrews here in Chicago. I think there's like hundreds. In yep. fact, we have a lot of tours on that. America was just a. Uh, in Chicago was just announced that the Old Fashioned, which is a whiskey-based drink, is the most popular drink in Chicago. What's the most famous, uh, like, harder alcohol in Germany, too? Um, I think nowadays it will be gin tonic. We, we drink okay. a lot of gin tonic. Uh, there is a big gin tonic uh, Oh, no, we, we don't on. drink. I mean, we as in the, Ger- <laughs> the yes. Germans and, and young younger people. And uh, with... And our enough. favorite whiskey drink is whiskey sour. Yeah. But I can't say yeah. if that's for all Germans, but for us. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think Jägermeister, you know, like uh, they have this whole um, herbal kind of uh, lic- licorice. No, uh, but herbal her- herbal uh, drinks there, like Jägermeister. Because that's probably. like the biggest thing to come out of Germany since what was Red Bull from Germany too. Uh, don't know. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's wild. Yeah, is it? I love hearing about the different scenes because I I work and I play at a bar here in Chicago. Ah, okay. And uh, nice. it's funny to see the reactions or the favorite drinks from other people who are playing music as well yeah. outside of you know 
just our bubble in, here in America. Yeah, which yeah. Is, but which it's is pretty similar. I mean, we travel a lot. We sometimes say, I, you know, like I, a couple of things. Like we, we could live almost anywhere. We mm-hmm. have the feeling like it, the, um, because the cities kind of feel very similar sometimes. Yeah. So they have, of course, their own little flavor and their own little twist. But I think one sad part of that is that the the bigger chains are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you have everywhere, you have Starbucks, everywhere you have uh, H&M and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that that is not so special. And But the recent kind of, you know, like the cool hipster coffee places, that's also now everywhere. Yeah, so we, right. were, we were in Australia yeah. and, and they have in Melbourne, they have a crazy cool coffee culture there. But you've, you know, yeah, we kind of, if you do that in Berlin, you have the same vibe as you have in, in Melbourne almost. So, and also in the States. So um, it's not a bad thing. Like I, we really like that, but mm-hmm. it's not that you have to travel far for your favorite coffee place or think that it's so much different uh, across the sea. Mm-hmm. If you were to move in America, where would you guys want to create as your hub? Where would you want to be? Uh, do we have to say Chicago now? Because we're in Chicago already? You are, you are d- acquired by law. Okay. Acquired by law to well, say Chicago. No, of course sh- not. Sh- Anywhere in the world. Chicago, we've been here for uh, two days now. And um, like I I have only known it from, you know, like Kanye West and Chance the Rapper. Yeah. And, uh, like this this great interviews I see from them. And, and like Chance, for example, he's he's always talking about it and he's still here and he, mm-hmm. he loves it here, I think. Um, uh, the experience so far has been has been good, but we're also like in work mode, so we're very uh, we're not tourists, but more like working. Um, Have you played shows here in, in Chicago yet? No, not yet. It was it was kind of too short notice that mm-hmm. we started looking for shows, and, and we connected with some bands and uh, people who who wanted to look uh, to book a show for us, but it was just too short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the the good thing I think was. Um, so far, I would say LA really attracted us, and and Nashville maybe uh, even was. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, but of like where we come from, people always tell us if you move to America for your career, you should like either go to New York, LA, or Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's what we're told, and I guess they say that for a reason. Um, but I mean, living in Berlin, I'm a little bit scared of the the like h- high living costs of places like LA or New York mm-hmm. I'm not sure like how people do that because um, I think it's nothing compared with what you spend on living costs in Berlin mm-hmm. <laughs> so is it, is it much respect. lower in, in Berlin yeah to live out there? yeah it's much lower so uh, so you go and get a cup of coffee how much would it cost in Berlin mm-hmm. the same price like a uh, th- that is that is hard. It's to more say. about the rent. The that rent. is that is much cheaper. Yeah. So what about like a regular studio in Berlin? What would it cost? So the rents are now also going up, mm-hmm. but like I have a lot of friends who live like in a nice apartment and they maybe share it with other people, but they just um, pay like four hundred euro. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have a whole apartment for yourself, you might go up like seven hundred. And then, obviously, depending on where and how big the apartment is, go up to a thousand. But um, 
That's yeah. almost yeah. Close. That's there, yeah. That makes sense because uh, it, it is cheaper. Like here, it's it's much more inflated, especially if you live downtown in, in Chicago or you've lived in downtown LA or in Westwood. It'd be a lot more expensive. It, where where you look at the the price tag and you're like, this isn't even worth it. I won't be able to eat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we we definitely want to have a lifestyle where we are free to you know have a lot of uh, travel. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to feel like I'm a slave to my rent. Yeah. You, you know, right. it's it's already hard to earn money with music. And then if everything just goes to your rent and you're even traveling, you're not there all the time. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially as a musician too, right? You want to be able to create and really focus on your dream rather than being like, oh, I need to get a job yeah, as like exactly. an auditor or something like and that. And then even most of the time you would end up living in a very tiny place, mm-hmm. just in a very small apartment. And um, while in Berlin, you can get something pretty big where you have your own, like we have our own rehearsal room in the house. Wow. So it's, That's and it's great. freestanding. So we don't have any neighbors complaining. And uh, yeah. I don't know. That's just something that's so convenient. <laughs> and I guess living in LA would be super good for our career. But yeah, I don't know. I think you two <laughs> would fit in very, very well in LA. I, I have that feeling about you. So you said you're winding down with the tour. Um, you're playing some shows in, back in Europe starting April 3rd uh, in Hamburg. And then you're going through London, Amsterdam, um, Utrecht. Utrecht, yeah, that's where we're from. <laughs> oh, that's where that's where we met. Shout out Utrecht. Am I <laughs> Utrecht. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to get that a little yeah, bit cause, more. Yeah, because we're we're um, we're touring kind of behind our our just released record, which mm-hmm. is um, before it gets dark. Mm-hmm. It's our debut, and um, yeah, so so we wanted to play like wherever, like in in uh, in all these cities to to promote our album, basically. Uh, so we we started also with uh, Australia. Now we had. Uh, we went to UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, UK Actually. already. Uh, then this whole South by Southwest, and we wanna wanna come back here actually uh, to to tour more behind this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album um, is maybe interesting. Is is like it's all recorded in in Sweden in Stockholm, um, and that's that's so back to that. All the the story we said about the the states, uh, that that first uh, trip that we did. Um, after that, Stephanie said, "Okay, let's um, let's go to to uh, Sweden for three months." So first, she kind of got me out of my comfort zone by saying, Let, "Let's go to the states for a month," uh, which I loved. But the 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 length of a, a holiday or something like that, when you have a, your work and everything, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, trapping you in 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 your life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then she said like, okay, let's let's go to Stockholm for three months, and that now was, I was like, oh, I can cannot do that. Uh, I have a, I had my own company back then, so um, I couldn't leave that. I thought, and then she kind of stretched my boundaries again, like what what is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said to my company, okay, let's let's try it. Uh, I'm gonna work remote, etc. And there we met our producer. Uh, so in 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 that sense, it was a great move, and uh, we really uh, liked Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And and back then we were also looking into like where can we live, maybe uh, elsewhere. And that was just way too expensive for us. So then we decided on Berlin uh, right after that. How how 
incredible. The the story is is just in, insane. I mean, the fact that you guys are so focused and so driven and going on this amazing adventure to promote your music and promote the new album before it gets dark, which you can find anywhere, correct? Yeah. Spotify, iTunes, um, on your YouTube page as well. Uh, where can everybody find you and if they want to contact you directly? Yeah, uh, through our website, wolfandmoonmusic.com. Um, com. We, we, uh, we, we, it's easy to connect there. There's like an email address there. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to... Um, we're working on coming back to the US in July already. So we're working on it right now. And um, I'd say if you like like to stay in touch, it's always like good to follow us on Instagram. So we're like, putting stuff up there. But we also have the newsletter that we... Uh, like write with so much love <laughs> and um, we will definitely like send out the tour dates once we have them together for July so we're currently working very hard on it but this year it's for sure we will come back uh, July is a quick turnaround to come back to the States right yeah, it's either gonna be July if everything works out so um, fingers crossed or if not it's gonna be in autumn probably October Wow Okay, before I let you guys go, I'll give you a few names of some of venues around here and some people who can hook you up with some shows. Please do. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I want you guys to come back to Chicago. We so should I can play see Chicago. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we have a ton of music festivals here that I'm sure that you guys would be a good part of. You guys would be great pitchfork artists, I feel oh. like. Yeah. That's uh, Dennis' favorite blogs. He, re- <laughs> he reads that every day. <laughs> I wake up and Do and you check have pitchfork. a personal wow. uh, contact there? I think <laughs> it's all about that. Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you after the show. Ha- shout out Pitchfork. Everybody, you should check out the band Wolf and Moon. Again, their new album, Before It Gets Dark. Uh, I kind of close out the show talking to the artists about, you know, when they when they were growing up and the advice that they wish that they would have gotten. What kind of advice can you two give, especially since you're on the trajectory upwards to the artist who's sitting in his mom or dad's basement or she's sitting in, you know, her garage strumming a guitar? What kind of advice can you give them to kind of go on the same route that you did? It's actually really funny that you asked that because I just wrote a blog post about it. I'm uh, gonna like publish it soon um, because I realized that for me um, it took a long time. I was born on a, on like in the middle of nowhere kind of place, mm-hmm. especially for if you make music where everyone's just a doctor or a teacher or something like that. And it took me a long time also because I didn't grow up in a family that's like in the music industry. It took me really a long time to figure out that location really matters. Mm-hmm. And like um, the opportunities that a city holds for you. So you're making it really hard for yourself if you like have all the dreams and you live in a place where none of these dreams there are actually real doors that you could open. So think about, I would say, like, think about the opportunities, the city um, where you live or where you spend a lot of time. You could maybe, like, travel there more often. Um, the opportunities that this city holds for you, are these the opportunities that you actually are looking for? So if you want to get signed to a label, are there labels in your city, actually? And um, be brave enough if you, like, your dream is really, like... Yeah, really strong and really important to you, then just be brave enough to leave your friends behind and move. Yeah, and I, I can add to that, like every every little step that you take, if you're following your dream, is a is a fu- is a fun step. So where in a career you you might be, I mean, this is also a career, but but 
where you could see like in a in a job for example that you want to go somewhere and if that's enjoyable or not i mean this is just so much fun and it's your your passion and it's like it's hard work we mm -hmm. we really work hard and and um you 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 don't know like behind the scenes what goes on like how much you know we do ourselves and and how much kind of um stephanie is is our kind of manager and mastermind uh how hard she works at it but that doesn't mean like that you know it it, it is still fun because it's your your passion it's your dream so every little step is also um is is also great and and we also see it like um, what is success for us? You know, like we don't have to be like known by everyone and be like, uh, you know, like crazy, crazy rich superstars. We we love playing for smaller audiences as well. Uh, not saying that they might that, that we want them to grow, but but still, there's there's just if you have a clear definition of when I uh, would be happy, um, like what would be success for me then you can be happy during that whole route there. And and that is kind of where we are at now. Like the, we're just on this crazy cool travel story together, making music, making albums. And um, yeah, that's that's the last. And I, I think a lot of people should follow their passion mm -hmm. and just quit their jobs, follow their passion. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Quit your job, follow your passion, be brave, man. I love that story. The adventurous duo of Wolf and Moon, their new album, Before It Gets Dark, is is right now streaming everywhere. Make sure you pick it up. Stephanie and Dennis, I can't wait to see you guys back in Chicago. Thanks for joining us on Sound Sessions. Thank you so much. Thank Spring catching the wild beast. I used to run wild and free with my own captivity. You alone are watching. Thank you. 
should stop, stop hitting me. You share that you are not afraid. Your eyes have opened mine today. Don't throw me out. Don't take me now. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram at SoundSessionsWGN.